Good morning, everyone. Welcome to church on this fantastic day, Sunday, a day to come and to worship God. And we're here, maybe not together in person, but we are gathered around his name. We're gathered around the fact that Jesus lives within us. And uh, we just welcome you, whether you're part of the church here regularly on a Sunday or not, you're more than welcome to join us today. We just hope that you re really hear from God and that you're blessed uh, by what he wants to say and do in this service today. And Father, I just pray that your spirit would come right now. And Father, that you would just presence yourself where we are. Lord, that we would be so aware of your presence. Lord, even in our, our living rooms, Father, we just pray that there'd be something of the presence of God which comes into uh, the very place where we are just now. Father, regardless of the type of week that we've had, regardless of what's going on in our lives, Father, we pray that you'd come and that you'd presence yourself amongst us. We pray that we would experience something uh, just of the peace of God as we gather today. Father, that you would do something in our gathering. Lord, that you would speak in such a clear way. And Father, that for those who are struggling today, Lord, I pray that there'd be such a, such a, a peace of knowing that you're there. Lord, we know that you're always with us. But Father, sometimes we just forget that. Lord, I pray that we would experience something new and, and really tangible about your presence today. So Holy Spirit, we ask that you'd come and that you'd fill our homes and fill our hearts. And Father, enable us as we begin to worship you. And Father, we just want to give you all the praise and honor that's due your name this morning. And so we look to you. Father, we just want to praise you. We want to worship you. We want to come and bring that sacrifice of praise to you today. So just enable us as we praise you. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Amen. Yeah. 
Father, we just thank you that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Father, we thank you for Jesus, Lord. That song just takes us into all that surrounded him when he came to this earth. Father, born in such humble circumstances, born to a poor family, but Father, born with purpose. Father, your purpose is at work. Even before he was born, Father, your purpose is at work. Father, we thank you that Jesus lived such a, a, an incredible life. Father, we thank you that he ministered, that he raised up disciples, that he taught. Father, we thank you that he died on that cross for our sin. Lord, that we may experience in our lives, in our everyday lives, the freedom that we're talking about in this song, the freedom that we're singing about. Father, we can experience that freedom, and we thank you for it, and we praise you, and we bless you this morning, because, Father, that your word says, if the Son has set us free, then we are free indeed. Lord, free from all the things which would hinder us in our Christian life, all the things which would uh, just stop us from coming into that relationship with you. Father, you want to set us free. And Father, maybe for some today, we just need to experience a fresh understanding of that freedom. Maybe there are people today and you need to, you need to be released from things that are holding you back. Maybe fear, maybe worry, maybe uh, things that are going on in your lives, maybe things that you feel you're uh, just not in control of. God can come and he can set you free today. So Father, we just pray as we prayed at the start that your spirit would come and Father, that you bring freedom into lives today. Father, freedom into into hearts and spirits. Father, things which have held people back for years. Father, we pray that today would be a day of breaking off of those things which would hold us back. Lord, that we might move into uh, the freedom that you have for us in Christ Jesus. Father, that we might experience that. And so, Lord, we pray, move amongst us today. May we experience these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it's my pleasure to introduce to you our speaker for today. It's John Rollo from, uh, well, he's actually originally from the Falkirk area, but John is now pastoring the church up in Shetland, New Life, the Assemblies of God Church, and uh, John's going to be bringing the word to us today, and you're in for a little uh, treat, I think. Um, so uh, get your Bibles ready and uh, get ready to really engage uh, with, with God's word. Um, just, just to let you know that um, John is a good friend of ours, um, fellow minister in Assemblies of God. And I just want to say um, before John comes that I am so, so appreciative of this church family called Assemblies of God, the denomination, if you can call it that, that we're part of. Um, really, it's, it's really a, fa a fellowship, a family of churches, and uh, we really are blessed in Scotland with so many good friends in Assemblies of God. And uh, that really started for us way, way back when we started doing youth camps when we came to this church at first. And we got to know people all across the country through just serving together. And I just want to encourage you, there are, obviously just now are, are, are really awkward times, but when there are things like iKids camp and Young Lions and uh, youth activities and uh, conferences for the churches that are put on by Assemblies of God, can I encourage you to really just get thrown into all these things, to get involved, get your sleeves rolled up and get involved. Um, because I, I know that 30 years ago when we began to do these things, we really uh, found new things in God. And so I, I'm so, uh, so appreciative for uh, this family called Assemblies of God, and, and John's part of that family, and I just want to welcome him today and ha hand over to him, and uh, he's going to share just an amazing word for us today, so just get yourselves ready for it. 
Good morning, Whitburn Pentecostal Church. It's great to be bringing the word for you today. What a privilege. I remember very fondly as a kid many times coming along to the church up in, in Whitburn. I have a long uh, memory of times that we've enjoyed being with you guys up there. I also have the privilege of knowing your pastor Stevie and Mary and their family. What an amazing family. You guys are really blessed there at Whitburn Pentecostal Church. One of the great times I remember with them was when they came to visit in Shetland just a, a couple years ago and we had a great time with them while they were up here and last week I had the privilege of interviewing Stevie for our church service so in a sense this week I get the chance to return the favour. As you can see I'm outside, it's freezing, please forgive the, the Shetland hat but otherwise I would have a very very cold head. We are still waiting for our building uh, to happen up here. We currently rent a community centre and uh, you know that's just not been an option to use for this stuff during this time of, of Covid and to be honest I thought this was a better backdrop than my bookcase. Certainly 2020 has been the year where you've seen many bookcases in the back of Zoom calls and I did not want to be embarrassed by the bookcase that I had so I thought I would come somewhere that was a little bit more scenic to preach the word for you today. I hope you don't get distracted by the beautiful background but hey this is Shetland. The weather is not always like this but what a privilege it is to be out in it today. Anyway I'm going to read you a passage from Genesis chapter 48 if you've got your Bible. I really just want to read one verse. You can read the passage from Genesis 48, but I want to read this verse from verse 7. And it says this, and this is talking of, of Jacob. It says, As I was returning from Padan to my sorrow, Rachel died in the land of Canaan, while we were still on the way, a little distance from Ephrath. So I buried her there beside the road to Ephrath. That is Bethlehem. I was reading this passage from the Bible recently and while I was reading it, this verse from uh, this chapter 40, verse 7, really jumped out at me. And I want to talk to you this morning on when things happen on the way. Last Saturday we were out as a family, we were going out to explore the snow that we've been having up here. Snow doesn't very often lie all that much with the salt air, but we've had snow now for about three weeks. And uh, but some of the locks are frozen, so we thought we would go out and see uh, some of the, the sites that people have been posting nice pictures of. So we headed out last Saturday and while we were driving along the road, I heard this clunking noise under my car and I watched in my rear view mirror as a little piece of something from underneath the car started to roll off and into the side and my wife and I we went back and we, we got out of the car and had a look but we couldn't find it and uh, I had a look under the car, couldn't see anything but uh, just a, a couple of days later I noticed that part of my exhaust was hanging off and so I had to go to the garage and get that fixed. You see sometimes during uh, while we're driving from one place to the next or I'm sure we've all experienced a journey where something has happened on the way. Maybe you've been going on holiday and you've experienced a cancelled or a delayed flight. I've experienced a cancelled or a delayed flight myself and uh, not all that long ago I was going out to take a wedding. This is back, well maybe it was a wee while ago now, uh, back when we were allowed to travel. I was going out to Italy to take a wedding and uh, of, of a family relative and it, the, the flight was delayed and I think we were about 20 minutes away from getting all of our money back on that delay. So I was kind of just hoping it would delay a little bit longer. So we had to experience the inconvenience without getting the, the cash back, which was a little bit 
unfortunate. But maybe you've experienced that, or or maybe you've experienced that huge traffic jam while you've been on a journey. Or if you've got children, maybe there's been a time where you've been driving along the road and one of the kids has been sick in the back seat, and so therefore you've had to deal with the consequences of that. But this morning I want to talk on this thought of well things happen on the way. In life, on this journey of life, you see, we all experience times when things happen on the way. Unexpected things, tragic things, bad news, health issues. And sadly, these are all part of the life that we live in this broken world. But this morning, I want to bring you a message of hope and encouragement to you today who are maybe experiencing things, experiencing delays, experiencing the aftermath of something that's happened while you've been on the way. In this passage, it says that verse, To my sorrow, Rachel died in the land of Canaan while we were still on the way. Things it happen to our sorrow, often while we are on the way. Jacob loved Rachel. If you know the story of Jacob, Jacob was uh, went and worked for his uncle and he worked in order that he could get Rachel's hand in marriage. But he was tricked into marrying her sister, Leah. Now, poor Leah, but, uh, but Rachel was the one that he really loved. And it says that after he'd worked seven years and then he'd well, got married to, to Leah, he'd been tricked into marrying Leah, then he worked another seven years. Uh, you know, ladies, if you're looking for a husband, then look for somebody who'll be willing to work for 14 years to win your affection. But it's a great love story. I, I want my daughter to marry somebody who's willing to work for 14 years for her. But uh, here at the end of his life, he, he recounts one of the most painful of his experiences. The loss of his wife as she gave birth to her son, Benjamin. Well, they were on the way. You read about that in Genesis 35, slightly earlier. It says this from verse 16. Then they moved on from Bethel. While they were some distance from Ephrath, Rachel began to give birth and had great difficulty. And as she was having great difficulty in childbirth, the midwife says to her, don't despair for you have another son. As she breathed her last, for she was dying, she named her son Ben-Oni, but his father named him Benjamin. So we read of that story of how she tragically dies during childbirth. Now, if we were to look and see, so while they are on this journey, it's, it's interesting that they're on this journey to a place called Ephrath. And Ephrath, actually, if you look at the meaning of that word, it means fruitful. And I would encourage each of us that we should be journeying on the way to Ephrath. All of us, our lives should be a journey of bearing fruit. But it's always when you're going somewhere with a purpose that things can tend to happen. You know, how often is it Well, we're journeying towards a great place? You know, we might be in a great season of life. Maybe you're on your way to freedom from a situation. And then there's a harsh reminder comes back in and knocks you back to where you were. And the, or, or maybe you're, you're experiencing like you're going round and round in circles, but it seems like you've been knocked back off course while you are journeying to this place called Ephrath, a fruitful place. And it says that they were really near that place when it happened. And you know, the enemy wants to do whatever he can to stop you getting to a place called fruitful. But the aim for all of us as disciples of Jesus is to produce good fruit, to live fruitful lives. And you know, Jesus says that his disciples will be known by their fruit. And so it's not just that we have the potential to produce good fruit. We're actually meant to produce good 
good fruit. And as I said, that there are things that can happen on our journey of life that can stop us from producing this fruit. But I want to tell you this morning that each of us can get to that place of Ephrath. Despite what happens on your way, on your journey, despite the pain that causes you on the way there, like Jacob, you can make it to fruitful, despite what happens on the journey. And so this morning I want to look at four quick things that can happen on life's journey that can rock our path to fruitfulness. And how we can deal with things will determine on how we get there and how we arrive there. And the first thing that can happen while we are journeying to Ephrath, while we are on the way, is that we can experience delays. You know, one of the most common things that you'll experience on a journey to fruitfulness are delays. I remember one time when we stayed in Falkirk and we were driving uh, to go on holiday in Southampton. And we were set off from Falkirk and by the time we'd got to Cumbernauld, we had two kids who were much younger then, but by the time we'd got to Cumbernauld, they had to stop twice to go to the toilet. Cumbernauld, 10 miles along the road. Talk about a delayed start to your holiday. And delays on the journey, they require patience when we are experiencing things like this. You know, if you have a vision in your life, the chances are that you will or have experienced delay. You know, Jacob's other son, Joseph, Joseph had a dream which took years to come to pass. You know what I tell you, if your opportunity is not here yet, then God is still preparing you, but you're still in that preparation stage for what God is going to do in the future. You know, delays can be frustrating. And, you know, we've got to ask that question of, well, we're experiencing times of delays. God, what are you teaching me through this? We've got to remain faithful within the delays. You know, God can go from delay to full flow in an instant. Look at Joseph's life. You know, Joseph went from the prison to the palace in less than 24 hours. One of the things that we read in the New Testament is of the disciples who worked hard all night and they caught nothing. That was a delay. But a word from the Lord can take you to a place called fruitful in the blink of an eye. It says, because you say so, we will let down our nets again. And they were fruitful. You know, David was anointed king over Israel long before it actually happened. It says that he shepherded sheep. He defeated a giant. He took responsibility for his nation. He led mighty men. He saw the example through Saul of how not to lead people. And when the time came, he led people. He experienced all of these things while actually he had already been anointed as king. But he had to experience all that before that, that promise came to pass. You know, what's the purposes in delays? You know, sometimes we can take delays as being denials, but they're not actually that. You know, they just mean God is saying, not yet. And you know, I've experienced in cooking that uh, one of the great things is that the biggest pieces of meat, they take the longest to cook. You know, I love a, a nice piece of meat that's been cooked in the slow cooker. You break it up and it's like melt in the mouth. But it takes time for it to get to that kind of stage. And you know, the biggest dreams I've realized is that they're never ready in an instant. And there's this phrase in the Bible and it, and it happens 2,716 times and it's this phrase, and it came to pass. You know, sometimes it comes and it mentions a time and aspect, but the important thing to know is, is that God, if God has said it, it will come to pass. 
It says in Genesis 8, And it came to pass in the 601st year, in the first month, the first day of the month, the waters were dried up from the earth, and Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked, and indeed the surface of the ground was dry. Genesis 22, And it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, Abraham said, Here I am. You might be experiencing a delay today, but a delay does not mean denial. Remember today that God can take you to fruitful in the blink of an eye. The second thing that we can experience is detours. You know, you've maybe heard the phrase, we'll take the scenic route. You sometimes drive up the coast and you'll see uh, such and such a sign for some coastal route and you can follow that route. It might take you a little longer to get there, but, uh, but the scenery along the way is normally better than just by sticking to the straight road. You know, the, the, often there's times where we can experience detours uh, by like the choices that we make. You know, talking to someone the other day about going to uni and the first day I remember I walked in through the gates of the uni and uh, I, I, I studied uni in Glasgow and, and I, I was handed a flyer and, and I remember the doors of opportunity of temptation of some of the things that I was given at that moment were very, very real. And I remember being like Dorothy, like you're not in Kansas anymore, you're not in school anymore. And the opportunity was there that would be signposts to like a detour of my life. And I'm so grateful to God that he kept me from making really foolish choices that would have been a wrong detour for my life. You know, some signposts of detours could be things like doubts. They can take us on a detour. Ways of the world like Demas in the Bible. Wrong relationships can take us on detours. Disobedience like Jonah can take us in the wrong direction. But we've got to stick to what God has said to us you know some of you are maybe watching that today and you're in that place right now where you've taken a little bit of a detour of life you know one of the biggest detours in the bible is the children of israel who for 40 years wandered the wilderness because of their own lack of faith these things that can cause detours in our life but you know one of the great things about god is that if we even if we've experienced the choices of our own a detour that's taken us in the wrong direction that he can restore the years that the locusts have eaten. You know, maybe today you're on a detour, but I want to encourage you, it's time to get back on track and set your heart back on the things of God. Recalibrate your your life's GPS to follow after him, to pursue his call and get back on his track for your life. The third thing you can experience is a diversion. Diversions in life can be frustrating. You're driving along the road and it says, diversion ahead. When we lived in Prestwick, we used to often go down the A77 road and at certain times of the night, they would do work on that road and so you would end up having to go a long diversion just to go down a small stretch of road. I remember it well. But you know, the, sometimes the long way around, the diversions that we experience or we that can look like diversions in our life can actually be for our own good. In Genesis 13, it says this, when Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though that was shorter. For God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by the desert toward the Red Sea. The Israelites went up out of Egypt, ready for battle. It's interesting there that God didn't lead the children of Israel around the shortest route. They took them around a different way. Why? Because he said that they weren't quite ready for war. He didn't take them to the, the path that went through the Philistine country because they weren't ready for it. 
I, I believe that each of us will look back on our lives at certain points in time and we will recognize that God has taken us on his detours, on his diversions that actually have been for our own good, like the children of Israel. He knew what he was doing. And you know, you might be in, on a diversion right now. It might seem like life has taken a turn, but I want to say, trust God in the middle of it. Trust him to lead you through. You see, sometimes a long way around is for the best for our own good. The final thing, the fourth thing here, is that sometimes we can experience cancellations. Sometimes we can experience cancellations. Things don't work out quite how we had planned. You know, life can sometimes hit us in the face right out of the blue. You know, the best laid plans of mice and men gang aft ally, as the poem says. Not very good at poetry. Mike Tyson, though, I understand this one a bit better. He says, everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face. And how true is that of life? That we can all have a plan of how things are gonna be, but then sometimes we experience a cancellation. Sometimes we've got to ask the question, were they our plans or his plans in the first place? That's something that I'm sure we all have to do at some time. But cancellations are like interruptions. Interruptions in life can actually be a major thing. You know, cancellations are inconvenience. Sometimes they can be a disaster. And sometimes our plans have to change. You know, my wife is very much a planner. She likes a plan for what is going to take place. I, on the other hand, am a bit more of a fluid character who is quite happy for things to be made as they go along. But, you know, sometimes in life there are things that happen that you can't plan for. Sometimes, if I was American, you might say somebody threw a curveball into the situation. And that's exactly what happened here to Jacob with Rachel, to my sorrow. You know, it wasn't in the dream or the script in his life for that to take place. Maybe today that's where you're at. You're meant to be in this job forever and things haven't worked out. You know, that relationship was maybe meant to be one till death do us part, but that's not the case as maybe you watch the partner walk out the door. You know, sometimes you can't plan for what life throws at you. And you can't do anything about it, but literally Jacob is in the place. He's left holding the baby, this baby called Benjamin. And you know, some of you who are watching today, you may well be living in the aftermath of one of life's great cancellations. You know, life just sometimes isn't straightforward. And like Jacob, you could be literally holding the baby. You could literally be holding the pieces of something that's taken place. You know, I was watching a video podcast of a family in the snow on the 20th of December. And uh, in that, they were playing in the snow, they were colouring the snow with paint, blowing bubbles. It would look like a great family scene. However, this was a new family tradition because of a tragedy that had taken place, because of a cancellation that had happened, because of something that had hit them right in the face. You see, sadly, their daughter had died uh, who was five years old of an asthma attack. And so what they would do was that every year that they decided that they were going to go to the site of her grave and take colour and celebrate her life because she loved rainbows. You know, the father said that there's a hole in his heart and the pain will never go away. But that cancellation, they said that they're not going to allow to define their lives. You know, they could have been curled up in a ball and in sorrow on that day. And yes, the pain was very tangible for them, but the cancellation of their dreams was not going to stop them reaching Ephrath. It wasn't going to stop them reaching 
that place of fruitfulness. You know, the life of Joseph, I don't know if you've heard that phrase being used, I'm sure we all have, but God had a different plan. God had a different plan. You know, don't let your plans being cancelled cause you to miss God's purpose. You know, the Christian life is actually a picture of a cancellation for you. Your plans being cancelled, yet not my will, but your will be done. Submitting to his plan for our life. You know, there's some great examples of that through scripture, whether that be Mary, who says, let it be done as you have said. You know, that was a great response to what would have been a cancellation of her plans, going to be Mary and Joseph. But at the same time, she was willing to submit to the plans of the Lord. Or what about Job when his plans went up in smoke? It says that the Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. How we deal with cancellations matter. Because how we deal with cancellation depends on whether we ever make it to Ephrath. This tragic statement that we read at the beginning, it says this, he buried her there beside the road. You know, that story where Jacob sadly has to bury his wife. But here's the interesting thing. He moved on because he had to get to Joseph because he had to bless the next generation. And it says in Genesis 39, 21, it says, Israel moved on again and pitched his tent beyond Migdal Adar. We've got to learn from the previous generations, and I'm sure of this. We all miss generational stuff at our peril, but this is the place where his great-grandfather had settled on the way to the promised land. We can't miss that, because this was a previous place that was signified where the previous generation had parked. You see, the place that he'd left from, Padan Aram in Mesopotamia, is the same place that his great-grandfather had settled after the death of his son. You know, Jacob faced this pain. Rachel called him Ben-Oni, which means son of my sorrow. As she was given birth, that's what she decided to name the son. But Jacob, when he was holding the baby, he changed the name to Benjamin, which means son of fortune, because his birth compensated for the loss of his wife. You know, he made a statement that the cancellation that he faced at the time, yes, it was painful, But out of that cancellation, God had given him a Benjamin. He was going to look at it from a different way. You know, I'm not here to minimize tragedies and cancellations that take place because they're very, very difficult to deal with. They are exactly that. They are tragedies. But I do know this, that if we trust in a God who has ordained our lives to be fruitful, then we can make it to Ephrath. You know, one of these four areas... Delay, detour, diversion, or cancellation. That might be what you're experiencing today as you're watching. But I want to say, whatever you're doing, if you're in delay, keep trusting God for the fulfillment to come. Even when it looks impossible, keep on trusting Him. You might be on that detour right now. Well, it's time to get your life back on track. Start following and pursuing His will and purpose again. Maybe you're in that place of diversion today and you know you're on this long way around and it feels like it's taken forever to get there. Well, I would encourage you today. God knows better. Trust Him. Maybe you've been living your life and you've been laying your plans before Him and it just feels like it's taken so long. Well, trust Him. Keep on trusting Him. Or maybe you're living in a place today where you've experienced cancellation. And you know, you might be living in that place of great sorrow 
And you know, my prayer is that God will meet you where you're at today. That God will encourage your spirit. And that God will help you. You know, the amazing thing about God is the Bible says that he binds up the broken heart. I love that about him. But today, if you're experiencing cancellation, then why not just say, God, I choose to trust you. I may not see the purpose just yet, but my sorrow can yet become son of my fortune. I want to pray for you all today. And I want to pray God's blessing upon you as individuals and as a church. But I want to remind you of a verse that says this, All things work together for the good of those who love him. You can make it to Ephra. You can make it to Fruitful. Things may not look like that right now, but Fruitful is where you can be. And God can do it in an instant. Let's bow our heads and pray. Now this morning you might not know Jesus and you're watching. And I want to encourage you today to put your hope and your faith and your trust in Him. You know, through the the cross and resurrection, He made a way for us to have relationship with Him again. And the Bible says that, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believed in Him, whoever believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. And today you can know that your salvation is secure. And if you don't know Jesus, you can repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you today, come into my heart, Make me new. Forgive me of all my sin. Today I choose to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. For everyone else here, we're going to pray. Father, I pray. Lord, for people this morning who are experiencing delay. Lord, who have a sense of frustration in their heart because they are trusting you for something and it seems like it's taken a long time. Lord, I pray that they will stick to the path and trust you. For those who, Lord, are experiencing a detour, who have gone off track, Lord, I pray that they will choose to put their life back on track, to set their course again to pursue you. Father, for those who are are experiencing diversion today, that, Lord, that you will help them to to trust your plans, not their own plans, but, Lord, realise that you work all things together for the good of those who love them. And Father, for those who are experienced cancellation, things weren't meant to be this way. This wasn't how they'd hoped they would be. And Father, I pray that you will encourage, that Lord, that you will, Lord, bless, that you will strengthen, and that Lord, that they will know you close. Dear God, I pray for every person. Watch, I pray blessing on the church, pray blessing on Stevie and Mary and the family. Lord, I pray that Lord, that they will experience all that you have for them. Lord, as a church, may they get to Ephrath. Lord, as individuals, may they get to Ephrath. May this year be a year of great fruit for them. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless everyone. Thanks for listening. And we pray God's blessing upon you as a church. Hope to see you soon. Do you know, I just want to thank John for that word. And I don't know about you, did you wish that you were on the beach in Shetland? Um, I'm not sure which beach John was on there. I'll need to find out because I want to go and visit that beach. It looked amazing. Um, But just such a fantastic word, John. We really are so blessed to hear those words. I know today, as I was listening to that word, I know that that word has touched people's hearts in our congregation. We have went through some difficult times. For for some of us, we've just kind of felt like we were at that place where we just wanted to uh, give up maybe or or we felt things were in, you know, cancellation. But today, I encourage you to keep going. And, you know, John, John made that appeal at the end of his message. If you've prayed that prayer and you want to become a Christian, 
then I, I just encourage you to get in touch with us. Let us know, and we want to just help you along the way with your journey. So the Lord bless you, and the Lord keep you, and the Lord uh, just make his face to shine upon you, to give you peace. And we, we pray that you have a great week in his name. Amen.